Hello and welcome to Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma. This is episode 45 and today we're going to talk about the simple secrets to attracting wealth. Welcome to the Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma, bringing you ancient wisdom for modern day success so that you can sparkle just a little bit brighter each and every day. If what you hear speaks to your soul, go ahead and give us a rating and a review in iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And hey, if there's somebody in your life that you think would enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. Hello, Kisma. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm so excited about this topic. Yeah, you're excited to talk about yeah. wealth? Well, I'm excited to talk about secrets. I'm excited when secrets are simple. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, you know, as I love teaching manifesting, I love talking about attracting wealth on all levels. Well, that's my first question, actually. When we when you use the word wealth, like what exactly does that mean to you? Yeah, I would say wealth is is the entire being. I mean, let's face it, we see a lot out there about making money and my seven-figure business and the system to billions and I'm all about making money. I think money is a definite metric of one's internal energy, but true wealth is owning the money and not having it own you, right? True wealth is having a sense of self-mastery on all levels. True wealth is having a healthy relationship, a, a fantastic family life, good health, and expanded wealth consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's something when I think about wealth, like another uh, word that comes up around that for me is prosperity. Yes. And I think about those really definitely beyond the material world solely. Yes. I think that's part of it. But mm -hmm. ultimately, I really think it's a richness of being yeah. and, a, and a richness of your experience in the world. And that has to do with being present. You know, it has to do with, uh, you know, having great relationships and everything like that and mm -hmm. allowing all of those different energies to flow in our lives. Like when I think prosperity, I think flow, yeah, you know, totally. and wealth is uh, not necessarily an accumulation of that, but more an abundance of that. I think expansiveness mm. when, I, when the word wealth, it's just like I so equate it with an expansiveness of consciousness and increase of awareness. You know, you can't increase true wealth if you don't have an expanded consciousness. I just believe that's universal law of truth because somewhere something is going to break or deplete or there's going to be mental suffering or attachment and freedom, you know, freedom comes with wealth in all areas, but you can't feel free if you're just making money and you don't have an understanding of how to build that money, have love in your life, have health in your life and really enjoy life. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much in just what, in what you just said. Um, I, expect that that's going to kind of unfold as we talk about these secrets because mm. they they encompass some some of the different areas where people run into trouble around these or where people actually wind up uh, restricting the flow of yes. material resources and energetics in their lives as well. Yes. So mm -hmm. um, I think just let's dive right in. You good with that? I am good with that. So the first secret, tell us about the first secret. The first secret is called the secret of use. Mm. The secret of you. So where this plays a role in, in your life out there, my dear listener, is if you're wanting to, say, attract money, you know, some wealth into your life, but you're 
you're hoarding everything you have. You're not tithing. You're not perp. And tithing to me is really about a purposeful um, donation, right? To a cause that you love, to a purpose. So if you're just hoarding all your money with such fear of not being able to, that's going to be taken from you or it's going to be lost, then the secret of use is being violated. So if you want to bring more money in, it's important to tithe purposefully. If you want more just material abundance, you know, don't hoard the things you have. Like if you're if you're manifesting a new wardrobe, say you've got a new job or a new position or you're moving to a different climate, you're like, I really want to manifest a new wardrobe. You better get your butt in your closet and give some old things away. Mm-hmm. Really. And the same with love, you know, it's like some people want to manifest love. Well, are you using love in the in your daily life? Are you giving love out to the world, to other people, to the planet? Because if you're not using love in your life, you won't receive the love that is right for you. Mm. It's um, kind of the, the was a colloquial colloquial saying is uh, use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, one of the areas that I think is interesting about this, um, well, certainly around money. Like, mm-hmm. first off, first and foremost, if we're just going to talk about material wealth, um, money is is where people hold back. They don't invest in themselves mm-hmm. and therefore wind up constantly waiting for that special time or waiting for the until they have that extra money laying around when they can actually invest in themselves. And that time seems to never come. Exactly. Because their perception is they are not abundant at this moment that they won't be able to make it. So if the perception changes, you know, understanding your infinite awareness, you have a limitless to you. I mean, we are all an individuation of the ultimate unique energy, which is fully abundant and fully giving. That's part of the secret of use as well. So knowing that it's there, especially when you're in action, making choices, we're going to talk about some of that in a bit and how to make the choices then you can freely and and purposefully invest in yourself, buy what you want. I mean, obviously, we're not saying go and, you know, use every credit card and and overdraw your line of credit, but be out there purchasing what you want and also look at every opportunity to expand your wealth. Right. And when you talk about um I mean, credit's another thing that kind of comes up around this of people like hoarding and holding on to it. But what I think of is like, it's like you're waiting and waiting. Like you need, if you want to invest in yourself to get new training, to get new, you know, some really quality mentorship or like whatever it might be that you need to expand in your life and you're not doing that, you're going to create a holding pattern, which basically just kind of congests exactly. and keeps you stuck. So Definitely. that's, it's a way of hoarding. It's a way of hoarding. Yeah. Any kind of congestion energetically is going to manifest externally. This is a fact. So your external world is a carbon copy of what's going on inside of you. Mm. Right. So I had a someone on a call today. I did a training call and she said, Oh, you know, these people that are working for me are, are they're really slow. Someone's painting my house and they're so slow. And she goes, I know there's something behind that. And I was like, Well, where are you moving slowly in your life? Whether it's something physically you needed to do or energetically. And really the answer for her was she she needed to step out there and be seen because she has amazing gifts and talents. Mm. And she was slow at doing that. So her external world 
the people showing up were taking a really long time to get done what she wanted to get done. So hoarding her talents. Exactly. Because of hiding, right? Of hiding. Essentially just Fear hiding. of what people are going to think hiding. So there was a direct external manifestation for that. Wow. And that's one that comes back time and time again, the fear Over of what other people again. are going to think Ugh. and then hiding as a result Ugh. of it. And you're hoarding these gifts and talents that right. you're actually here to share with the world and and then wondering why you know your business or your passion mm-hmm. isn't really as successful as you want right. and it's not generating the wealth cuz if you're hiding people can't freaking pay you for people what can't you, find your awesomeness you, they can't buy your awesome thing or you just cannot make an impact to the world right on the world so you know and the other thing if you're wanting to manifest health i always talk about this one then be kind to the earth, right? So, so many people are doing weird stuff to the planet without thinking yet. They're wondering why their bodies are degenerating and not as healthy as they want. You know, the law of using the earth in a divine way is so important as well. And the earth, I think, gives us such an amazing model for um, for use and for wealth and abundance. Like, right. there's so, like, it is so incredible how resourceful uh, nature is totally, you know, to restore itself. You know, you can have a forest fire rip through, and before you know it, yeah, pull uh, one blade of glass to grass to grow back, right? And then yeah. it's like, all before you know it, like life is sprouting again, and mm-hmm. it's just con- it's a, like continuing and ever abundant right. flow. It's really fascinating uh, how nature models that for us, right? Right. Another area that I see, really big one actually, is information information yes because information in its own is not transformation right and and we're in the but we're in the information age totally so like you can just scroll down a facebook feed any you know any 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 normal person's facebook feed and just see a massive amount of information and some of it can be really valuable and some can, can be totally not valuable and that doesn't even speak to the google Oh gosh. The all powerful Google, the Google, right? The Oz. Like you can you can have information about anything and, right. and there's there are all kinds of free resources out there for people to learn and uh and to gain information. But I think when you're hoarding it mm-hmm. and you're not taking action to implement is when you can create that congestion. And then and then exactly. it's that like it's that ever feel it's that like you're constantly in that cycle of not having enough. Like I need, I need to know the next thing before right. I can make the, take the next step. And I think that's, or I'm not good enough or I'm confused or, you know, information overload causes a lot of confusion in people, therefore congestion, therefore inaction. So that is a misuse of information. If we gain information that is valuable, it is our responsibility to implement that and to integrate that. Yeah. You know, it yeah. goes back. I mean, let's just, add one more on here in the secret of use is spirituality. You know, many people want to manifest a stronger sense of spirituality, which is really beautiful. I I mean, that's what we're all about, right? That's why we're talking about wealth as an entire way of being, doing, and having. But if all you're doing is reading different books and meditating for hours, but you're not taking action in the world, it's a misuse of that information. And you will leave this planet pretty much at the same karmic stance that you came in. You've got to be in the world. Action is an insignia of life. Well, we've kind of, I think in our day and age, you know, in our culture, we have glorified um, the accumulation of information Mm -hmm. and not necessarily 
given the same priority or same, uh, yeah, priority right. to actually implementing and, and expressing it out into the world. Right. And if you go back to like that information thing, it's like, I can only say, you know, one of the biggest things that I've learned in, in uh, building our business and doing everything that, you know, that we've been doing is that there are incredible resources available and it's not really the need for more resources is virtually never the problem. It always seems to come back to using what you've got to be able to take that next step. And that's right. what I, that to me, like that really speaks to the essence of the law of use yes. um, or the, you know, the secret of use is, right. is like, use what you've got to get to the next step and, th- and then right. let the next unfold. Right. right? Exactly. Which kind of brings us to our next the next Let secret. me insert one more thing, yeah, because this is, I'm going to give a really practical example. I think you guys will get a kick out of this. So the law of use will also pertain to things in your home. And I know one of our, our beautiful teachers, Siobhan Moran, mentioned this to us once where she's like, there will be a time where you look around and certain things do not belong to you and you need to let them go, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that that congestion doesn't build. And I know we had for a very long time, we moved into this condo. We love the condo. It's two levels. But Nick had a table that was like this unfolding or fold up unfolding plastic table. Bringing it down to the table. I'm bringing it down to the table from Costco. (laughs) Like it was a table we had and he liked it because it was big. And then we put some kind of cool cloth on it. And he worked on this, I don't know, maybe a year. And finally, one day I walked into the office. I'm like, this thing needs to go. Like we're building a business that is about spirituality, consciousness, manifesting, intuition, everything that is high frequency so that people can attract other opportunities and places, times, events of high frequency. This table is not high frequency. (laughs) And he's like, it's okay. I'm like, it is not okay. So whoever, like one of you, someone in your place, your business, your home, you have to take a stand. So we got the table out. We went shopping, bought a beautiful wood desk. It's, it's really stellar. And yeah. and honestly, it, it's like everything feels so much easier and in flow. And and there were certain things in just our lives that started to align. And it was a higher frequency desk table i mean i spend a fair amount of time at it right and before you know i I just wouldn't really think about it i think one of the things that i've had to kind of retrain myself around is um you know like it's like kind of like glorifying like making do on nothing you know or making do with the least um you know but you know like there's there is that out there and that was something that you know i really thought was like a kind of a badge of honor of like oh i can you know build my business on a freaking plastic costco table you know yeah you can you can but yeah then then there'll be a point where you're only attracting that frequency yeah Right. And and every time I sat down at it, it was like, oh, it's okay. You know, like I didn't really give it much thought. But now when I sit down at this desk, I'm just so like, honored. man, this is awesome. Right. You right. Know? And and that goes to um, you know, one last piece is I hear and we've worked with some of our students, like, well, I'm making just enough. Mm. The universal laws of truth are not just enough. You are and this will take it into the next one, divine order. Like you are the secret of divine order. You are a divine being. Your your system, your grid is absolute perfection. Unfortunately, through many things that have happened to the earth and and ancestral and just the ways that we raise our kids, there are layers and layers that get slathered on to a child and a being, and then we come in with stuff and basically operating a base program. 
So divine order for me is really about just aligning with the divine truth, which is there are certain things by divine right we all have access to. And interestingly enough, we turn our back on that because we have doubt. Mm. So it's like I was saying today um, to some students, it's like, you know, you are an individuation of this supreme being, whether it's God, source, Brahman, universe, I usually just call it the unique ultimate energy, like whatever your word is, use it. You're an individuation of. So when you doubt, when you don't have trust, when you don't have faith, you're turning your shoulder against that. You're separating yourself from divine order. Divine order is this amazing, magnificent blueprint of a human being. Tell me a little bit more about the divine right. Like, when you think about that, I think... uh, Oh, the train of truth. Hello, train of truth. The train of truth has the divine right to blow by at any point in time. So we just kind of go with that. It does. (laughs) But but what about um, the sense of entitlement? Oh, it's so different. I I think entitlement comes from a separation of divinity, in fact. How so? Well, entitlement has a sense that I'm better than everyone else. I'm higher. I should be given this Mm. without a return, right? So if we go back to how we're born, which is we're given all the oxygen we need for as long as we're on this planet for free. But people don't stop and think, like, I'm getting all of the oxygen I need for free for as long as I live. Mm. So there's few times where we pause and give gratitude to what is coming to us. I mean, in essence, yes, we've done a lot of stuff to the planet. Yes, we've kind of mucked it up. But there are places where you could live off the planet for free and survive. Yeah. Right? Now, when someone is raised with the, I deserve this without... Um, the effort behind it, the work or the giving back. So that, that secret of use, you know, to get something for nothing is just really not so cool. So if I understand you correctly, it's basically where it gets out of alignment is where there is a sense of entitlement without doing your part Yeah. in order to receive that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think of, you know, we are all like running this earth as a, as spokes in the wheel. Like everyone has a role on this planet and, it's up to our choice to step in fully and as as brilliant as we can to fulfill that role. If we're just expecting things to be given to us without an obligation back to the planet or to our work or to our our families, it's just going to get really funky. Mm. Yeah, I can see where that would get really and entangled. And you see it, you know, when someone's mm-hmm. got the entitlement thing, it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, it's it's when I see that, I feel like kind of sad for that person because um, they're missing out on the opportunity to really step into their greatness. Right. You know, it's like this Mm -hmm. expectation that, Mm -hmm. oh, like, you know, it's just it should just be given to me. Right. Which on the one hand, like I I, I have a little mixed feelings, actually. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, I think it's actually that sense of, yeah, like. Of course, I deserve awesome things in my life. I actually think that's beautiful. Be- Absolutely, because I think we all do. Absolutely. Um, but the side of that that I that really kind of it just it more makes me sad for them is like, oh, but you don't, you know, you're not recognizing your part in creating that or the role that all the other humans have played in creating mm. things. Yeah, that's I mean, a big look one. at the computers before us, the microphones before us. 
how many humans played a part in creating these objects and these structures. Right. When you have that and you, and you ponder what went on to even conjure up the ideas, there's no sense of entitlement. There's a huge sense of gratitude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Louis CK does an awesome bit on this. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've ever seen that where he, he's talking, I love his comedy. I think he's hilarious. He's talking about, you know, you, he gets in the airplane and, uh, sits down and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, by the way, we have Wi-Fi on this flight. And people mm-hmm. are like, cool, cool. And they start pulling out their devices and then they're up. They're like, you know, thousands of feet up in the air. They're hurtling through the sky in this metal tube. And then all of a sudden, like it goes down and then the, <laughs> the guy's like, oh, this sucks, you know? And it's like, you didn't even know that it existed. Anyway, go check yeah. out the bit. Louis C.K. De- uh, delivers it a lot awesome. better, but it's really funny. Um, But it speak kind of speaks to that. And And the opposite of that is divine order. And in divine order, like, how do you relate that to manifesting or creating Mm -hmm. wealth? Like, Mm -hmm. like, what role does that play when you're uh, either setting intentions or setting manifestations in motion or uh, really consciously creating your life? Yeah, for me, divine order is being aligned with what I am commanding into my reality. So... Um, we're going to send on our show notes, we, we have a link to a webinar training that I did, which is really awesome about a manifesting technique. So I hope everybody goes there. But, you know, it's talking about bringing in your higher self to align with your manifestation. So there's a huge element of trust. There's a huge element of faith. And there's a request to your guides, your mentors, your teachers, your angels, that what is to be given to you is delivered. So say if someone's asking for a relationship or, or they're they're wanting to manifest a relationship, manifest that the divine right person appears in your life. And that might be different from the person you think you should be with. You know, if you're trying to manifest someone's leaving their wife to come to you, it's going to get a little bit kooky. So manifest that the divine right person shows up in your life, the divine right position or job, the divine right place to like have the trust and allow that order, which is so, you know, this is like in that success track, everything is divinely ordered and aligned. Mm. Yeah, I see what you're saying about the lack of trust that Mm -hmm. something can show up for you that is that is truly right for you and and if it's that person then awesome like let that happen in a way that's right. um really attuned to the highest rather than you know i'm gonna take take this person or, or take this house you know like you want a house well somebody's already living in that house like you yeah, know do is you want that to take that house from them not necessarily yeah. but if you're manifesting which you'll you'll see how to do that on my training you never know that person might find i mean i did this i manifested a house back in gross point and every day, it was like I drive down the street, the street that we lived on. We were renting a house. It's when I first moved there. And I had my yoga studio building up. And I drive down. There was this little white house. And hmm. I'd be like, oh, that's the cutest house. I love that house. Like, I loved on that house every single day. And what, was nine months later, a neighbor knocks on the door. And she's like, Wally and Jean are moving they're going to sell their house. We think you should buy it. And I was like, I think I should buy it too. So I got the deal all done before they even put it on the market. Oh, that's awesome. Because I loved on the house. I but love I that place. I didn't, um, what's the biblical word? I wasn't trying to take it from them. 
Is, oh. is there a big biblical oh, word for some, that? Yeah, it's one of those commandments, guys. Just write it in and tell me. Oh, thou shalt not covet. Covet. Yeah, that word covet. It was It was just, I loved it. It was like, oh, that's so cute. That's so sweet. Wouldn't it be cool to have a house like that? But I was not coveting my neighbor's house. Yeah, that house or, you know, just trust that the right house the is trust, coming. Yeah. yeah. Have faith, have trust, oftentimes stay out of how the universe moves really freaking fast, especially when you take action. And abundance can come rapidly. It really can come rapidly. Well, I feel like, okay, so it's almost like when you're too specific about things, it can create that like taking or something like that. But at the same time, it's like being specific about what you want is actually, I think, really important. So like, where's the balance in there? I just think your analytical brain needs that specificity and... As well, it it creates a single pointed focus. And then when you set that manifestation, you allow the divine order to flow that what should be brought to you. And I don't even like to use the word should, but, but divinely what is yours will arrive. Ah, okay. So it's, it's a, it's almost like a little addendum on it, you know? Yeah, it's trust, man. It's like, it's, it's really what divinely is yours will arrive. I mean, that's, that's like, forget about the affirmations, affirmations that you put on those little post-it notes. They're just silly and they don't work. They last for 10 minutes. I'm just going to say that. And they actually cause a lot of twisted internal energy. But when you're just asking and commanding what divinely is yours will arrive, or you are shown the way in divine right order, there's a lot that's going to open up. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, what about our next one here? Divine, the secret of divine timing. You had some great insights on the secret of divine timing. Divine timing. Well, when I think about divine timing, it's allowing things to show up as they should mm-hmm. uh, in in the right time. And time is tricky. You know, t- time's a tricky construct, you know, right. for us to maneuver within uh, and especially when there's lack around it oh, yeah. of, you know, not having enough time or things not happening fast enough, especially in a super fast paced world right? Uh, where, you know, oh, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And we get into that kind of like lack mentality around it. And then when you set, like, let's just say for a goal, when you set an aggressive deadline, it's like you almost immediately create a scarcity. Mm-hmm. And then this is what I think happens. Then after that is now all of a sudden you're in a more forced and willful state Mm -hmm. to make it happen. Yeah. And making it happen to me goes in direct conflict with the allowance of divine timing. Right. uh, There's a whole big difference between attracting something through force and attracting something through allowance, allowing it to show up, staying in flow, staying in your actions, doing what you're supposed to do, but you know, it's it's we've heard it so many times. What you chase keeps running. What is forced is never forceful. Right. So there's a flow in divine timing. It's that when you're really manifesting through your physical will, it makes it like you against the world. Yeah. Like that's kind of how it. When I get into that space, mm-hmm. it that's what it feels like mm-hmm. to me. It's like I'm. It's me. One not, and none of this is actually true. It's me doing it, which mm-hmm. takes true. out all of the countless helping hands right. that allow me to, you know, just right and the unseen hand of like, how are you freaking breathing, dude? Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes you out of that and it puts it into opposition of the world of like, how am I going to create this in the world? Right. Rather than just 
you know, when I think about faith around that, it's it's like it's done. Right. You know, you, you, it needs to show up. You right. know, what's my next action? Exactly. You know? And I think the absence or negation of divine timing means that intuition plays no role. And, you know, we just finished our episode 44 on intuition. So if you haven't listened to that, go back. It's awesome. But, you know, intuition is part of divine order, divine timing. Intuition is the spiritual faculty that it doesn't reason. It just shows us the way. Right. It shows us the way. It shows us the path. It shows us the time. And it allows things to show up in divine timing, especially when we're listening to our intuition. I am fascinated at how in the moment that intuitive hits can make absolutely zero sense. Absolutely. You know, but trust is so important in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's so easy to default to the logical mind around that. Yeah, you know, the I trickster. Mean, what was I think it was our last episode we talked about uh, intuition, right? And and how to tap into that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it relates to creating in the world, I, I just feel like it's so important. And I think a bigger part of the conversation that keeps showing up in all of these secrets is faith. Yes, you know, the like the faith that um, you have what you need to take your next step. And you will always be taken care of. I know this can be tricky for people. I know those moments, uh, another thing we, just a little side note, I was teaching on today is about how right before something big happens, right before a breakthrough, right before a celebration, there seems to be these moments where everything goes wrong. Um, It feels like everything's so heavy, nothing's working. That is the very moment where faith has to kick in, man, just like keep going because it really is like a crystallization of old energies that are just expunging out and it will break and then you'll sail on to the next place. Yeah. It it wants to, it's almost like it wants to take you back into that mental energy of reasoning and logic of force of doubt you know and that's not divine timing divine timing is like all right i feel like i'm pushing a freaking brick wall up a hill but here i go because this is what i'm here to do right and help is coming and and that's another big piece you know the faith isn't just like oh like love light and clueless faith y'all have some guides and teachers and angels and beings around you or you could just call it energy or you could call it whatever but they are ready to help. They're they're like cheering us on. They want the planet to accrete more light. They want you to step in and do what you're here to do. So every time you have the faith, every time you're in alignment with the divine order or divine truth and you continue to take action, they're like, yes, let's go. You have more help. And asking for that help is also really important. Kisma's going cosmic on us. Go, God. Getting taking it way out there, mm-hmm. but it's important. It I'm, is important. Uh, you know, I mean, we're not just our bodies. How boring would that be if you were just like an arm, a <laughs> couple of arms and legs and a torso and this head? But we've really been trained. <laughs> <laughs> How boring would that be? <laughs> we've been so trained into thinking that that's it and mm-hmm. thinking that logic and reason is the yeah. only way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no. and it's just it's heavy. No, just doesn't happen. But logic and reason has a role. Of course it has a role. But what role is it then? Well, I mean, I look at the role of the intellect. You know, the intellect is that discernment. It's the ability to examine, inquire, and discern what your next right action is. So when your intellect is in alignment with divine order, divine timing, when it's in alignment with this secret of use, you know, 
it's going to guide you to your absolute right choices. Mm. Okay. So I'm I'm actually not so interested in logic, and you can probably tell I'm more interested <laughs> in the intellect in making my choices in alignment with these secrets of use and order and timing. Yeah, I, I've actually learned a lot about that from you. You know, um, that's, <laughs> I don't have logical mind. It, no, no. <laughs> well, you just don't like you don't operate that way. Yeah, you no. know, and, and I don't think it's a male female thing as much mm-hmm. as it is just like who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, having uh, been brought up and having just really bought into the idea that, you know, smart is really important mm-hmm. that, you know, I can say like, it's, it, it's been very jarring to me, yeah. you know, to, to just see the way that you take action in the world. It's like, whoa, like it freaks, you know, I'll be honest, like it freaks me out every once in a while where it's just like, wow, like <laughs> she's all in, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, that makes absolutely no sense to my brain, but I've just seen it you know, I've just seen how you work that and how you play with that mm-hmm. in, 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 in like, not in like really esoteric things, but in business, yeah. you know, the yoga studio was super successful and you built that in a way that was just so creative and yeah. so fun. And it really translated into this business that we have now. And, and I, that's really, it's been exciting for me to watch. And there's like, a, there's a faith behind it. Logic actually hasn't played the role that a lot of people think it would. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not grounded in really sound practices. Well, it's just, you know, when we talk about our soul energies, we've done podcasts on that, you know, divine self-expression and divine wisdom. There I go. So rather than logic of two certain things that are very earthbound, I'm going with the universal laws of truth. It was like eight, what was it, eight months after I opened the studio, I said to my staff, hey guys, I'm going to India because I really don't know what I'm doing and I better go figure it out. And they flipped out. They're like, you can't go. I'm like, I'm going. Who would open a business and eight months later hit the road to India? But I knew I had to go and get to the Vedanta Academy. I knew I had to have conversations with Swami Partisarati, and that's how I ran my business very successfully. Yeah, it was no small investment either at no, a time when the business no. was just getting started. It was like, there I go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to that go. That was not long. Yeah, I, I went on that trip. We had a great time. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Divine timing. Divine timing. So now let's look at the final simple secret of attracting wealth. This one's big. The secret of non-resistance. Non-resistance. Think about that, everyone. The secret of non-resistance. What does that mean to you? Well, what first comes in my mind is uh, what you resist persists. Oh, right. Heard that a million times. What you resist persists. Mm -hmm. Yet the mind buys into it. Yeah. You know, every time there's somebody in your life that's really annoying to you, uh, and you just you're you've got that cord that cord you Mm -hmm. know that keeps looping the same things, and it's like you're constantly resisting that person. So, and then, and then what happens? Well, you're more attuned and aware to that. So they could be the exact same person, but you could be focusing on the one thing about them that's super annoying and resisting that. And that's all you see. That's all you see. It becomes your belief. And that's what keeps showing up to you and other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. I think it too, when you're talking about um, attracting money specifically as wealth, you know, many people come in with what we call karmic imprints, beliefs, negative programs, patterns where oh, people who have money are really arrogant. They're very annoying. I don't really need money. You know, I'm spiritual. I can, it's like you were saying earlier, I can just, I can just live on so little and rice and beans. And I'm not putting down, I don't mean to put down anybody, but that is a belief that is actually 
holding contempt for one of the greatest energies on this planet, which is money. Mm. And when we hold money in contempt, it is going to be a little bit tricky to attract that abundance happily into our lives. Mm. And by the same token, you know, it's like, where is, um, where are you resisting opportunities? I had a conversation with someone the other day who, who had some really great opportunities on the line and wanted to offer an amazing opportunity to these people, yet he resisted accepting an opportunity from someone who was helping him. So if we're resisting help, why is someone going to come to us for help? Mm, that's probably their first objection. Oh, I'll go figure it out on my own. I'll go figure it out on my own. Fascinating. You know, if we're resisting, I mean, it goes back to, it ties into everything. If we're resisting taking care of the planet, why would the planet take care of us? Right? Tricky. Tricky. Yeah. Very tricky. Yeah. It really makes you think. Right. What are some other ways that people, that you see that people resist uh, wealth? I believe they resist you know, overall awareness, if we look at wealth as part of consciousness and increased awareness, they're just living in a box. It's like, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't need to hear anything. They're not super receptive. So if someone comes into, um, into the world super receptive, like if you start your day super receptive, that is, that's beautiful. That's, you know, the use of allowing and attracting things to come to you. But if you're resisting, even if it just means like it's a weird teaching, but you're not sure you're resisting a conversation with somebody like if you're if you're wanting to manifest a new person in your life, but you're resisting going out, why would somebody come into your life? Mm. It's if tough you, for them to find their way in. Even It's yeah. tough to find their way in. Yeah, it shows up all over. I mean, it's like, let go of what you resist and you'll be able to attract it. Mm. So it's like, it's almost like the thing itself seems to dissolve when, yes. when you stop resisting it. Yeah. If you want to see in the dark, stop resisting the dark. Yeah. The Eastern philosophies talk about the power of water, you know, being oh, the most powerful completely. element because it's just it just finds non-resistance its way. and it, it just, just always finds its way. finds its way. Always, always. And I think that, again, ties into the piece of faith. You will find your way. Do not resist. Don't resist the abundance. Don't, don't hold back. Don't force. Allow, allow, allow. So you can look at different areas in your life and see, you know, where am I blocking? Where am I resisting taking action? Where am I like just not wanting to give or open up or or be seen or be successful. Why why would you resist success? A lot of people have a big fear of success because they're afraid people will either judge them or not love them anymore. Or they're afraid of who they're gonna have to be. Yeah. Do not resist them. And losing the people that you love because of it. Yeah. yeah. That's one we see a lot. Mm-hmm. It, and what does it come back to? The fear of what other people are going to think. Oh, it's such it. A, it. It comes across in so many ways and so many iterations. Stop it. And it <laughs> do, is so destructive. Stop it. <laughs> we should post that uh, New Heart yeah, episode Bob along Newhart. with Newhart. Just stop it. Everyone, who cares what others think? Those that love you will love you and you can have disagreements and you can have active conversations. It's not like you and I agree on everything. No, no, we, no. we do not agree no. on everything. But how sad would it be if we just lived our lives just trying to, you know, kind of navigate so that 
we didn't we were worried about what the other person would think that's not authentic that's not real yeah that would be very painful that would and be restrictive very resistant like when you talk about you know right. freedom right. right which is one of the reasons that people seek wealth mm-hmm. like probably one of the biggest reasons is they think that it's going to lead them to right. freedom right uh then you actually create a binding mm-hmm. to then you're now you're stuck in the trap that's a great question too is like where are people resisting freedom yeah because when you look at wealth you know, freedom really is the greatest wealth. I mean, that's why we want good health and loving relationships and enough money and whatever because of this freedom. So if you're resisting freedom in any way, whether it's what you think, what you believe, if you're resisting other people's freedom, you know, that's another one of like judging other people, judging other people, saying bad things about other people is is just resisting their right to be who they are. And this actually creates a lot of bodily diseases. Yeah. Judgment and resentment. Yeah. yeah. That can really add up. Yeah. Yeah. Takes away the sweetness of life. Yeah. You it's become kind of bitter. Like, what was it? We were talking about how to deal with negative people on one podcast and on Facebook and see people start, you know, doing their Bazinoff stuff. Just hit delete. Like just hit delete because as you get entangled, you know, it's like it creates this resistance. Delete, go about your stuff, don't worry what they think, and speak your truth. Who has time for that? Yeah. We've got so many other things to do. No. Well, let's uh, let's go back through and give a few action steps, a few points of interest for people. So when we look at the, the secret of use, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing that comes to mind for me is really looking at where you're not using the resources that you have available to you, whether it be money to invest in yourself, whether it be um, relationships that you're afraid to ask for help, Mm -hmm. you know, use what's available to you and and see what else starts to open up because that's how you create expansion. And I, if you look at in terms of material sense, if you buy new clothes, go home and give, donate some of your old clothes. Yeah. Make space. If you have a bunch of stuff in your house that is just like, oh, you don't need it. Give it away. Get really clean and organized and get rid of the clutter. Yeah. Uh, And one that always comes back for me with this one is wear your favorite shirt. Wear, you know. Yeah, wear your good stuff every day. People don't save it for that special occasion. You're worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. You talked about that before, buying like a really good shirt. I'm going to save it. And then next thing you know, it's like in the back of your closet and you never wear it. It's outdated. Yeah, you've worn it twice yeah. and it's like, whatever. Wear you know, wear that stuff. sucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. wear it out for yeah. God's sakes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I think that really speaks to that. Now, when we talk about the secret of order. Yeah, make choices in alignment with divine order. So can you explain like, like, like what, just to give them something to really think about as far as when you're... Um, wanting to create something or manifest something in your life or uh, make a decision like how do you how do you use divine right order like what's something that they can think well you about know for that? me I'm always asking my higher self and so if you check our our webinar link in the show notes what's the show notes source movement dot net forward slash INK045 INK045 so we have our show notes and there's a link to a free training there but talk a lot about asking the higher self and making decisions in alignment with the higher self. And then um, making choices. Like if you know your soul energy, making choices in alignment with that, making choices in alignment with your full potential higher self. And trust me, you will know your body or your heart or something's going to tell you when it's not in alignment if you're listening. If it's a win-lose situation or a lose-win situation, you can pretty much be guaranteed that it's not divine order yes it's it's always going to be a win-win yes. you know 
uh, whether you can see that or not. Right. And when we talk about divine timing. Allow. Allowing. Allow. Allow. Give a little space. Give some space. Breathe. Allow it in. Expect it to be so. Really expect it. Give gratitude before what you're manifesting shows up. Give gratitude. Mm-hmm. And non-resistance. Mm. I'd say look at the place that you're really resisting that yeah. that thing or right. person or whatever it is that you're just really resisting. Yeah. And allow for a little bit more acceptance there. Yeah. You know, when people have issues with other people, the best thing you can do is bless them, cut cords, let them be. Yeah. Because otherwise that energy about them is going to keep showing up, showing up. And what's the point? What's the point? You know, you're Mm -hmm. just recreating the same thing. You continue to resist it. Mm -hmm. And that's how people continue to attract the same person in their life. The same person, the same kind of person, the same bank balance, you know, the same job. Yeah. Constantly resisting it. So those are the things, you know, the secret of use, the secret of order, the secret of uh, divine timing and the secret of non-resistance. Yeah. Be like water. Be like water. Let it flow, baby. Let it flow. And that, you know, brings me back full circle to, to like how I really think about this is creating a flow yeah. in our lives. Right. You know, to not have there be stagnant areas that just right. are stuck and right. um, you know, they become rancid, you right. know. They do. You know, mm-hmm. it's true like that's and when you talk about disease in the body, like that's there's a not a flow there. And yeah. if you go to any acupuncture, you know, especially if you go to one of the old like Chinese ones, you know, the old school's cheap block, you know, your cheap block. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll just tell you like your your energy's not flowing there. Right. And it's jacking up your whole system. Exactly. Um so it, it shows up in the body, it shows up in every area. Mm-hmm. Just think about flow. Yeah. So I think that about covers it for that yeah. part of it. Send your questions. If you have any questions, info at sourcemovement.com. I'm really excited. We've got some cool future episodes. Speaking of, you know, energy and body, we'll have Dr. Venus Williams on in the future. She's going to talk about hormones and energy. I'm really excited for that. Mm. So keep watching. A lot of a great lineup coming. We have some great topics, but super appreciate all of you listening out there. Um, you're awesome. And we do get this question a lot in a lot of different iterations. Are you up for a question? I'm up for a question. I I think it'll be a pretty simple one. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, it comes up in a lot of different, from a lot of different people in a lot of different iterations. And Mm -hmm. so this is sort of a conglomeration of that to make it really simple Mm -hmm. is basically like, we talk a lot about manifesting on the show, like creating in your life and Mm -hmm. and being the creator of your life. And a lot of people just ask, well, like, how do I do that? You know, I've studied the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. I've uh, done all these different things. I've got my vision board. I've got all this other stuff, but like it's not showing up. So like, how do you actually manifest in your life and create in your Mm -hmm. life? We have our secret process that's really amazing. And it is about using the chakras of the earth, the chakras of the, the space, our own morphogenetic field and clearing blocks to it. And that's, I've talked about that free training that's on our show notes. So Go to the show notes, click on free training and watch it because it's so awesome. It, it just teaches you how to systematically manifest in alignment with your higher self. Mm. It sounds a little cosmic. It is. Is it practical for normal people? Yes, completely. Like they're not going to 
think it's like weird or well you might think it's weird but dude do you want to manifest or not like that's talk about the secret of non-resistance don't resist this this is gold it that you know okay i i don't want to go off on a whole another tangent but isn't that it it's like the it's sometimes the answer is right in front of your face right but it's like oh that's too weird yeah. You know, that's I'm not doing that. Like, that's too weird. Yeah. And, and Stop you're it. not going to do it. But that's like, it could be that very thing that's going to take you to the next exactly. place. Exactly. And this is, you know, everything we teach and talk about is about a deep practice, about a stronger connection to yourself, expanding your consciousness and creating more light. Like, how can you miss with that? Well, I don't think you can, but I, I've definitely heard from time to time where it's like, well, like, how is this work in my business or how is this practical in the world? Like, it's so esoteric, you know, but that's up to you. I mean, if you, you, you know, like I said, divine order, divine timing, non-resistance and secret of use, it all ties into how we set up this manifestation. And I have had you know, I had a, a gal in the webinar who just wrote to me after, she's like, oh my God, my manifestation came to reality in two days. You know, we've had students going through our courses that have exponentially, you know, increased their yearly income from 35000 to 75000 to more. Yeah. It, it's astounding. It works. It's just up to you if you're going to be open to it. Yeah. So check Super it out. Receptive. Yeah, it's on sourcemovement.net forward slash INK045. You'll see the show notes that our guy Jason going to give Jason a shout out because he's been so awesome and a link to the free training. And yeah, go manifest people. Go Let's manifest everybody. And if you're going to do it, like having it be in a line from the very sure. top, you know, the mm-hmm. highest, right. uh, you know, aspects of you all Absolutely. the way into this 3D world, I think is the way to do it, you know, so it really encompasses all, right. all those areas. Yes. And that's what I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, if you're into that, then definitely it. check it out. It's yeah. uh, the sort the um, show notes are at sourcemovement.net forward slash INK045 illumination with Nick and Kisma yes. 045. So INK045, but it's sourcemovement.net. For this one, yeah. And and any questions, email us. And hey, if you have someone that you'd like to share this, whether it's a colleague, it's a friend, it's a family member, please share the love. We so appreciate you for doing that and really, really love you very much for being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Peace. Namaste.